Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Justin, Chapter 6. It didn't occur to her until she was out in the hall, barefooted at Justin's door, that 3 o'clock in the morning wasn't the best time to share intimate secrets with a man who'd gone starving for physical satisfaction since his marriage. She hesitated, nibbling her lower lip. The light was still on his room, but it was pretty quiet in there. She frowned, wondering what to do, and brushed back her unruly hair with a sigh. He's not in there. Came a soft, deep, amused voice that erect. She rolled to find Justin behind her, holding a jigger of whiskey. <laughs> what are you doing out here? She asked, watching you prowl the halls. What were you planning to do, go in there and rape me? She burst out laughing, bubbled up from some unknown place, and her eyes went up at it. Adam, I don't know how, she confessed. He actually smiled. She was pretty when she laughed. She was pretty anyway at all. He lifted the whiskey ruefully. I thought it might help me sleep, he said. I'm afraid nothing's going to help me, she murmured. She shifted from one barefoot to the other, where it was curious serenity in her own loud heartbeat. Do you want to sleep with me? He asked. She flushed. That wasn't the only reason I came. She glanced up and then down again at his own bare feet, bare his own bare, gray feet. Did you know that nobody had ever kissed me intimately until you did? He like, you came down the hall at three o'clock in the morning to tell me that. She shrugged. It seemed pretty important at the time. She said she looked up at him sadly, her pale green eyes searching his lean, craggy face. His sensuous mouth, the firm, hair-ruffed muscles of his chest and temper. It's amazing, she murmured, her eyes fascinated by the bare expanse brown muscles. What is? He frowned watching the way her eyes went over him. It was disturbing. Surely she knew that. Now, you don't have to chase women out of your room with a broom handle, she murmured absently. His eyebrows aren't. Have you been into my brandy snipper? I guess it sounds that way, doesn't it? She raised her eyes. Can I sleep with you, Justin? I'm still pretty shaky. If She cleared her throat and looked at if it won't bother you too much, I mean, I don't want to make things any worse for you than they already are. I'm not sure they could get worse, he said quietly. Searched her white soft eyes. All right, come on. She followed him inside. She'd never been in his room before, although she'd been by it a number of times and had peeked in curiously. The furniture was old, ancient, like that in the house she'd grown up in. She wondered if it went far back in his family, if he inherited it from his parents. She smoothed her hand over a long bedpost, admiring the silky polished wood of the four posters and the beige and brown strip sheets on the bed. I didn't think you liked colored sheets, she said on the first way. Maria said you didn't. I don't, he said curtly. Maria does. She swears that she lost all the white sheets and had to replace them. Oh, these are nice, she murmured. in. He held the top sheet back and let her slide under. I'll adjust the air conditioning if it's too cool in here. Suit you, yeah. No, it's fine, she said. I hate a hot bedroom even in winter. He smiled faintly. So do I. Turned off the light and came back to the bed. The mattress lowered as he sat down, obviously finishing off his whiskey. You, uh... You do sleep in the shower bottoms? She asked, grateful for the darkness that's spared her blushes. He actually, oh my god. Well, you don't have to make fun of me, she muttered, fluffing the pillow before she laid her head on. I always thought you were a sophisticated girl, he said pleasantly. You know, the liberated sort with a string of men on your sleeve and the kind of sophistication that goes with champagne and diamonds. 
Boy, were you a first action for until you came along. I'd only dated one man, and the most he did was make a grab for me and get himself slapped. My father was obsessed with keeping me innocent so he could sell me to someone who'd make him even richer. But you don't know that, of course. You think he's a saint? He switched on the eye. Light, his eyes were black and steady on hers, noticing the flush that covered her cheek. Will you turn that off, please? She said, darling. If I'm going to talk about such things, I can't look at you and do it. Prude. <laughs> she glared at him. Look who's talking. He smiled ruefully. He cut off the lights, too. She felt the mattress shift as he lay back on it and pulled the sheet up over his hips. Alright, if you want to talk, go ahead. My father never wanted you to marry me, Justin, despite the show he put on for you. She said shortly, he wanted me to marry Tom Wheeler's racing stables so that he could merge them with his and get out of debt. That's a hard pill to swallow considering what I know about your father. He said, remembering that it was his father's money that helped his family's feedlot. He wondered if she'd ever found that out and almost said so when he heard her sorry. Nevertheless, it's true. He was all set to ruin you if I hadn't gone along with him when he kicked out that story about marrying Tom. You admitted that you slept with Tom. He reminded her his tone dark. And I know how little you wanted to sleep with me. It wasn't because I found you repulsive, she said, wasn't it? Before she could say another word, he rolled over, one arm went across her body, dragging her against him. In the darkness, he sought her mouth with his and kissed her with rough abandonment. Her hands went up against his half-broken chest, pushing that solid more muscle, while his mouth demanded things that frightened her. His knees insinuated itself between both of hers, and she shifted and pushed harder, biting him off. Get out, he said in bitter fury. She knew that she couldn't say anything now that would calm him. She pushed him away. That was why she fought. He let her go without another word and got up. His hand flicked the light switch. When he turned toward her, his eyes were blazing like forest fires. His face livid. was barely controlled Rick. Get out, he said him, biting fury. She knew that she couldn't say anything now that would calm him. She tried to anger or smooth it over. She might unleash something physical that would scar her even more than his door had six years before. She got out of the bed, her eyes apologetic and tearful, and did as she, as he told her. She didn't look back. She closed the door gently and, still crying, made her way down the long staircase. Justin's study was quiet. She turned on the light, went to the liquor cabinet with hands that shook, found a brandy sniffer. She poured brandy into it and switched it around. She wanted to jump off the roof, but perhaps this would do instead. The house was so quiet, so peaceful, but her mind was in turmoil. Why couldn't he understand that violent lovemaking frightened her? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he listen? She pushed him away. That was why she fought him. But it, she hadn't, and he lost control. Her eyes closed on each other. Couldn't even bear the thought. Her legs shook as she made her way to the sofa and sat down. Her body bowed, bowed her forehead resting on the rim of the glass. Tears blurred in. She sipped and sipped until finally the sting of the liquor began to soothe her nerves. She realized that she was no longer alone. She didn't even look up. I know you hate me, she said numbly. You didn't have to come all the way down here to say it. Justin winced at the tears on her face and at the anguish in her soft voice. His pride was shattered all over again, but it hurt him to see her cry. He poured himself another whiskey and sat down on the edge of the heavy coffee table in front. I've been up there calling your names. <laughs> I've been up there calling your names, he said after a minute, until it suddenly got through to me that what you said about never letting any man, another man kiss you intimately. <laughs> I'm a scarlet woman, though, she said bitterly. I slept with Tom. I even told you so. 
who just told me that your father lied about it. His black eyes narrowed. He took a sip of the whiskey and put the glass down. Knelt just in front of her, not touching her, just eyes on level with her. I remember something else, too. Just after you wrecked the car, you kissed me. You weren't afraid of me, and you weren't repulsed either, Shelby. But you were making all the moves, weren't you? Her eyes lifted to his, so he made the connection. She sighed wearily. Yes, she said, well, I wasn't afraid, did you see? But up until then, he added his shrewd eyes, making lightning assessments. I've been pretty rough with you when we made love. She flashed, avoiding his gaze. Yes, and it wasn't revulsion at all. It was fear, not of getting pregnant, but of intimacy itself. Give the man a cigar, she murmured with forced humor. He sighed, watching her fondle the rainy sniffer. He took it out of her hands and put it in the cockpit. Get up. Startled, she felt him lift her from the sofa, put her to one side, and stretched out on the cushion, moving toward the back. Now sit down. She did, hesitantly, because she didn't understand this approach. He took one of her hands and drew it to his chest. Think of me as a human sacrifice, he murmured dryly. Stepping stone in the educational process. Her lips parted on a sudden gasp as she realized what he was doing. Her eyes darted up to his curious shot. But you, you don't like that, she said perceptively, because in the past he always made the moves. He never encouraged her to. I'm going to learn to like it, he said for him. It takes this to get you close to me. I'm more than willing to give you the advantage, shall we? <laughs> Tears stung her eyes. She bit her lower lip to stop. Oh, Justin, she whispered eagerly. Can you do it this way? He asked softly, his eyes black and alive to earnest. If I let you, can you make love to me? The tears broke from her eyes and ran down her cheeks. I wanted to tell you, but I was too embarrassed. It's all right. He put his big hand over hers and chased the tiny blue veins in it. I should have realized it a long time ago. I won't hurt you. I'd never hurt you. She laughed through the tears, amazing that he should puzzle it out for himself. She smiled a bit hesitantly to his warm mouth and touched it with her lips. Justin felt as if his heart were going about to burst. God only knew why he'd never understand before. Obviously, Wheeler had heard her, and she'd drawn away from any further intimacy. He hated knowing that other men had been her first lover, but he couldn't stand by any longer and watch Shelby beat herself to death emotionally over it. They had to start someplace to build a life together, and this was the very best way. Felder saw shy mouth with a sense of wonder. He still didn't know a lot about kissing, and he smiled under her searching lips. She still didn't know a lot about kissing, and he smiled under her searching lips. He'd been celibate for a long time, but as in, younger, in his younger days, his lack of looks hadn't kept him from gaining some experience. He knew what to do with a woman, even if discussing such things in public made him uncomfortable. He didn't touch her. As he promised, he laid there with his body, keeping him on the rack, and let her soft mouth toy with his. Come closer, he read against her You're as safe as you want to be. It isn't hurting you, she asked worriedly. When he gets that bad, I'll tell you. He promised, lying through his teeth, because it was already that bad. She smiled, moving so that her soft breast rested full on his chest. Her legs chastely beside his, and not over them. There was a fine tremor in his lips when she bent again, 
but he still hadn't tried to pull her down or make the kiss more intimate. Her hands moved into his thick hair, ruffling it, and her lips traced patterns on his face, loving his strength. He was so sweet to kiss, she laughed with pure delight at the new freedom to touch him as she wanted to for so many lonely years. His eyes opened, and he studied curiously. What was that all about? If you knew, she said, how long I've wanted to do this, his dolphin. You might have told me. I couldn't, she touched his broad dress. It's so intimate a thing to talk about. Impulsively, she leaned down and burst her mouth over the hard muscle of his breastbone. Justin, I missed you so much. His chest wrote heavily under the tiring crest. I missed you too, he said. Oh, God, Shelby, I can't. He clenched his teeth. She looked up. It isn't enough for you, is it? She asked. Listen, I guess I seem pretty cool. His eyes darkened. His eyes dark. I want to touch you. He breathed. I want to put you on your back inside. That jacket out of my way. Her body trembled over it. If you lose control, it would be just the way it was upstairs. She ground out. I get scared. I swear to God, I won't lose it. He's like, not if I have to run out into the night screaming. She believed him. It's the most difficult thing she'd ever done to trust him now. But she swallowed hard moved gently alongside him and onto her back. Watching him shift so that he was poised over her. Trust comes hard, doesn't it? He asked softly. Yes, she searched his face quietly. I could have died this afternoon. I kept thinking about it and how insignificant things seemed at the point of death. All I thought about was you and what a sad memory I'd left with you. <sighs> is that what this is all about? He asked with his mom. Not really, she stuttered his heart. I was hungry for you when you let me kiss you. I wanted to know if I could stop being afraid. But upstairs, when you grabbed me, I just went to pieces. I'm not going to grab you this time. He bent, barely touching her mouth with his. He brushed it, bit at it, until her lips began slowly to follow his. He felt her breath quicken, and then his fingers began to trace patterns on the pajama jacket. At first, she stiffened, but his movements were very slow and not demanding, and his mouth was gentle. He lifted his head, feeling her beginning to relax, and he smiled over her. Okay, he whispered. The tenderness was new. Her eyes smiled. I was like, okay. He looked down at her breasts, saw hard pecks forming where his fingers teased, put his thumb over a hard tip, and heard her gasp and found a body shudder. He liked that reaction, so he did it again. This time, she I like that, he said softly, holding her eyes. Do it again. She did, but only because she couldn't help it. I feel strange, he whispered, shuddery. So do I, he whispered back. And he brushed his mouth lazily over her lips until they parted. Do you want me to tell you what I'm going to do now? Her heartbeat went well. Yes, she said against his mouth. He smiled. I'm going to unbutton your jacket. <laughs> her wrist sighed out quickly against his lip as she felt his hard fingers flickering buttons out of buttonholes. And the fabric was opened down in the middle and he was slowly easing it away. He drew it just to the curve of her breasts and looked into her eyes registering the faint shyness there and the excitement that she couldn't hide. You're small, he whispered his fingers through a long one smoker. I like my women small. She trembled at the way he said it, at the knowledge in his black eyes, at the experience in the fingers that traced up and over, then stopped short of that hard, aching peak. She shuddered when he did that. He did it again, and she gasped. His nose rustled against hers. His breath mingled with her own, tasting smoking one. Yes. You want it, don't you? He mused softly. Traced her again, and this time he didn't stop. His hand smoothed over her and down, taking the hard tip into his moist palm and pressing down over it. She cried out. 
The sound seemed to shock her because she swallowed, moistened her lips with her tongue. You act, he whispered, moving the fabric side simply. Just like a virgin was her first man, he pleaded the satin away from her breast and looked down. His breath caught because the creamy mounds in their hand, hard maple tips were shaped, shaped so exquisitely that it took his breath. You really not mind that I'm small? She heard herself whisper. Oh, God, no. He returned. His eyes held hers, and his fingers traced her softly. Will shock you if I put my mouth on them? Yes, she said, smiling. He smiled back and bent his head toward her body. She arched up at the first touch of his lips on her breasts, thinking that in all her life she never dreamed there could be such pleasure in being touched. Her hands tangled in his thick hair and held him against her. Wild's light brushing caresses made her tremble. She moaned and tears sprang to her eyes. She felt her body tremble and understood why. It was the advantage she'd been waiting for. His lean, colossal hands smoothed down her hips over her flat belly. They caressed the satin away so expertly that she didn't mind, didn't care. His hand touched her as if she'd always belonged to him. She loved the touch, the slow tenderness of his rough hands on her skin. His mouth opened, moist, the section of her breast making her draw up with pleasure. She felt her hands helplessly gripping his muscular arm pulling at him. She was whispering something that she didn't understand, pleading with him for something she didn't even know about. She needed something. Her mouth bit at his shoulder. When he lifted his head, he looked down at her. She could barely see him through a red haze. She thought he smiled as his mouth fastened on hers. Then she felt his tongue go into her mouth and slow, exquisite thrusts in her body went wild under his. She pulled at him, her arms around his neck. She felt him against her, felt the hard warm contours of his body and the heat of his rough skin against her soft skin. She realized dimly that his pajama trousers were gone, but the touch of him against her was so exquisite that she didn't really want him to stop. It's going to happen now, he whispered into her mouth. This is neat. He's belonged to long term. Like, I won't hurt you. I won't rush you. You can still stop me in time if you want to. We're going to do this with such tenderness that you won't be afraid of me. Now just lie still and trust me for another few seconds. She was trembling, and so was he, but she never wanted anything in her life the way she wanted. He longed to just belong to him. This was Justin. He was her husband, and she loved him more than her life. Been so patient, so tender, that she wanted to give him her body along with her. Justin, she whispered achingly, watching his face harden. She felt the first touch of him and tripped He was her back. He smiled at her, forcing himself to live back. I'm going to watch you. He breathlessly asked, "I'll know the incident. It happens if there's the first hint of pain." It was incredibly intimate. The lights were on, but all she could see was his face. She could feel his breath quick and hard on her face. She could see the pulse beating in his throat, but she wasn't afraid. Not even as his weight on her body crushing her down into the cushions. He was hers, and she was gonna take him. Felt the pain like a hot knife. She clutched at him and her eyes got as big as saucers. She cried out and tears ran down her face. Justin's eyes darkened and the pupils grew and grew. And she realized then that he was frozen like a statue of her. His lips parted. His breath blew out. He looked down at her and cursorily he moved again. And watched her clench her teeth even as he knew for certain why she was on it. I'm sorry. She whispered her hands. Don't stop. It's alright. I think I can... Buried. <laughs> My God. He drew back, struggling away from her to sit up with his back to her. Bowed his body, shutting one. My God, show me. 
Justin, you didn't. He didn't have to stop, she whispered biting lip. It would have been all right. He wasn't listening. His head was in his hands, and he shivered. He reached for the whiskey glass that still had a swallow of liquid in it, and his hand shook so badly that he almost spilled it before he got it to his mouth. He stood up, and Shelby flushed and burned her shot gas from his blank masculine. I'm sorry, he said courtly. He reached for his pajama bottoms and got to them distractedly. Then he stood looking down at her until she went blood red and tried to go up, but he wouldn't let her. He reached out unsteadily to pick her up. He cradled her in his arms and sat down in his armchair, holding her with marvelous tenderness, whispering and endearments into her dark hair, holding her while the tears came. When she stopped, he mopped her eyes with tissue. Her cheeks was almost his broad shutter. Her cheek was against his broad, shuddering chest, nestling against the thick hair, and her breasts were lying soft against his stomach. She shivered at the intimacy of it because she didn't have a stitch on. You're my wife, he whispered when he saw her in bed. And it's hard if you see, if I see you without your clothes. She grow closer. Yes, I guess it is. It's just new. My God, yes, I know. There was an unmistakable note in his voice. She looked up, giving him a sudden and total view of her pretty breasts. He had to drag his eyes back my virgin bride, he whispered huskily. His fingers touched her breast hesitantly, with something like reverent. Oh, Shelby, Shelby. I, Dr. Sims made me have some minor surgery, but he muttered about it when I wouldn't let him do a proper job. She said, I guess it wasn't quite enough for Facebook. Well, I wouldn't let him do it properly, so that I could prove that I hadn't slept with Tom. She said something. A little fool. He tilted his eyes up to his. If I hadn't stopped upstairs, or if I'd ever lost my head with you, God, it doesn't even bear thinking about. She bit her lip, staring at his broad chest with his snake pillow. Justin, it would have stopped hurting to be shot like hell would. He leaned back with her. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, honey, but you're gonna have to go back and have the rest of that surgery. But he tilted her eyes up to his. A little pain is one thing, but you've got one hell of a lot of proof there, he said quickly. He shifted restlessly, noting her embarrassment and feeling just a little of his own at trying to explain things to her. He drew her head against his chest and bent to brush his mouth off with Put your clothes back on while I talk off your brandy sniffer. The food he was making me hurt. He got up and put her down on the sofa while only a cursory glance. She fumbled her way back into her pajamas. He poured brandy into her glass and whiskey into his, then went searching for a cigarette. She knew her face was flaming. She never imagined that intimacy was so intimate, but along with the shyness was the kind of excitement that went along with her new discoveries of Justin. He didn't lose control and go wild and hurt her. He was slow and patient and considerate. That made her blush even more. <laughs> Who told you that man got go nuts and hurt women when they make love, he asked conversely, because you seem to think that's what was going to happen upstairs. She took the brandy sniffer and watched him go back to the armchair, where he sat and pulled up an ashtray. You did, she said hesitantly, the night we got engaged and you lost control. His heart was up, did I lose it that badly? I thought so, she studied the sniffer. I knew I had this problem, you see, and I had already been told about the surgery. I'd have to have before my first time, she shrugged. I've been terrified of it ever since my 15th birthday when the doctor examined me for 
female dysfunction. Some girls have a little discomfort, but he told me it would be unbearable if I didn't have surgery. And when you came on so strong, and I didn't think I could stop you, you didn't tell me any of this. He said, quiet. How could I? She said, oh, Justin, I'm 27, and it's great as a pre-adolescent. I can't talk about it now without pushing. I thought you were repulsed by me. He said, his voice deep was a room of pain. I never dreamed. Didn't you told me what you did about Wheeler and my ego shattered? His broad shattered room. I've been a lot rougher with you than I ever would have been if I'd known the truth. It hurts so damn bad to think that been with someone else and when you flinched away it made me sick. At least now you know why I flinched away, she said with a sigh. The control was here. I want you damn bad, he said without preamble. She lowered her eyes to the car. I want you to. Let's do something about it. We'll see Dr. Sims have a surgery. Let's have a real marriage, the kind where two people sleep together, share together, make babies together. Her face flamed, but she looked up. You really do want children, don't you? I want them with you, he said simply. I never wanted them with any other woman. Then I won't need to take anything. He smiles, but no. She got up nervous and shy all over. I guess it would be a good idea for us to sleep together, she asked without realizing how wistful she sounded. He got up on her eyes as he told her, maybe it wouldn't, but we're going to. Even if we can't make love, I can hold you. Her breast said, Justin, I'm sorry for so many things. So am I, but we can't go back. You bet and rest the gentle kiss across my I'll take it one day at a time. I won't rush you again. She smiled at it. Thank you. He smiled back, but he didn't say anything. She watched him put everything away before he came back to her, turning on the light. He still had a cigarette in the hand. As they went, turning it out the light, he still had a cigarette in his hand as they went upstairs. Said, Are you all right? He asked her when they were in a bed. We were in bed, and she was cuddled up beside him. I didn't hurt you badly. No, she whispered in the concealed darkness. I didn't frighten you either, he persisted, as if it mattered. Not at all, she assured him, going closer. He was warm and muscular, and she loved the feel of him against her. Not once, she nestled her cheek against him. You're very tender. That's all love making should be, he said quietly. But I'm rusty, Mrs. Ballinger. I've been celibate for quite a while. She held it for a few months with me. Um, not quite. He brushed his mouth over for for about six years, shall we? She kind of went, my gosh, I didn't you? That's a good thing. He murmured, I guess you'd have run from me screaming if you'd known. Think that a man who'd gone hungry that long would ravish you and uncontrollable. But he weren't. You needed tenderness, so that's what you got. You won't always get it after you've had each other a few times. He said, finally, I don't like it that way all the time. The mind boggled at what he did like. And she realized that he'd been curbing his instincts, holding back to make things easier for Justin. He kissed her mouth. Go to sleep. You're arousing me. I'm sorry. He kissed her again and rolled over to his stomach for a long time. Good night, baby doll. Good night, Justin. But she didn't sleep for a long time. There was a thousand questions buzzing around in her mind, and only a few answers. At least she got one big hurdle out of the way. Justin still wanted her. That was something. Even if he couldn't love her, he might grow to have some kind of affection for her again. He couldn't blame her totally about the past since he knew she was still innocent. Or could he? It occurred to her then that he might still want vengeance for the bitterness and humiliation he suffered. That was a sobering thought and it kept her awake for a very long time. End of chapter 6.